it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of Comfortable Change. It's been a little bit of a break this summer, so I'm excited to be back with you today. I wanted to talk today a little bit about why change itself seems so hard for most people, and I would say probably most of the time. I think we've all experienced at least one time where change or making some kind of change has been really challenging or intimidating. I think it's probably safe to say that we experience that maybe not often, but regularly. So yeah, I wanted to kind of take a look at that today. So I'm your host, Danny. If this, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're not new, welcome back. So today it's just going to be me and I invite you to just join me in looking at ways to understand why we face these challenges in the first place and how we can break it down and make it a little bit easier of a process. So I think one of the main things that makes change feel so difficult is that oftentimes it's just abstract or vague or it usually starts with an idea or a realization of, oh, I should really change my behavior or my habits or some kind of want. Like I want to become more of a minimalist or I should really consume less sugar if I want to feel healthier or it would be really cool to be a professional axe thrower. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but that kind of thing, right? We think of, of different things we want to change or get good at or whatever it might be. And but they kind of just start in our heads, right? Just as this idea of something we want to do. But it kind of often ends there because it can be so vague, it starts to feel like overwhelming or just not motivating enough. Usually if it's an idea that really resonates with us, we think about it more, or it shows up in our life more, or it comes up in conversation Still usually like just something we talk about and don't really do anything about. But I feel like the more that happens, the more we start to find our motivation, the more we start to consider like, okay, if I do want to become a professional axe thrower, I don't even know if that's a real thing. I, I feel like I saw it at a Renaissance fair one time and I was like, oh, that's cool. So in case you're wondering where that's coming from, I promise I'm not like a psycho person. It's just... Just like something that popped into my head. But yeah, we start to think about risk versus reward in, in a lot of our considerations or changes. If we want to try like a new habit or try and make new friends, even that's a big change, especially as an adult. It's a lot harder most of the time. And then I think the other big challenge that starts to come in at that point is that we have all these like emotions tumbling around and we start to get really uncomfortable, like, oh, well, what if it doesn't work? What if people think I'm stupid? What if I think they're stupid? Like, <laughs> just, right, we get a little silly and start to overthink. Or um, I think it's it's pretty natural that we start to have these emotions or fears of failure or like, oh, if I try this, it's going to be a lot of work and I already have to do a lot. That like fear, that anxiety, that feeling of overwhelm just like takes a hold and either we procrastinate or we just don't take action on on this thing we were so excited about. So I think those are the first things that make change feel a little bit daunting or or difficult because it's new. We're oftentimes we get really comfortable with how things are and like why would we do things differently if we could just stay comfortable? That's actually a topic I plan on addressing on a totally different episode, our addiction to comfort. 
and convenience, but we'll have to come back to that another time. (laughs) Side note. And then I think, you know, there's always the point where we do make the choice to take action and some part of us like does it, right? We sign up for that gym membership or we cooked a healthy meal like three nights in a row and we're like, yes, I did something. I'm going to change. It's going well. And then there's that that same like kind of judgy part of our mind that starts to go, yes, but will you follow through? Have you followed through before? Are you sure this is what you really want? It's going to take a lot of work. Whatever the doubts may be for you. These are just examples that kind of came to my mind, I think those those doubts can be really debilitating. And again, make these like wonderful ideas we have or these things we want to do feel really, really difficult because then you have to not just take the actions that are needed to make the changes you want, but you also have to overcome the doubts and overcome all these like emotions while you're taking all these other actions. And I think kind of like we were talking about before, thinking about change as one big thing or one big idea can be kind of daunting. And I think if we consider change or big changes in our lives as breaking it down into smaller pieces, that can be way more effective and far less intimidating than just thinking like, I want to lose 30 pounds. I mean, that's fairly specific, but yeah, if we were to break down weight loss, for example, into like several steps, we could be like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is start taking a 30 minute walk three times a week and then just have that be the first thing and then not worry about anything else until like walking three times a week becomes like a habit and just like a normal part of our lives. And then add on the second step of eating fruits for breakfast instead of bacon and eggs or something, you know, whatever it may be. I'm not saying those are great examples, but one small thing at a time until it becomes more consistent, I think is a lot less overwhelming than just trying to change everything all at once, trying to eat well, trying to exercise more, trying to like think positive and keep track of everything on your app or your journal or whatever it is, count your calories or follow whatever it is you're doing in this particular example. That feels way more overwhelming to try and keep track of all those things than if you were to just be like, okay, for four weeks, I'm going to walk 30 minutes, three days a week. And then the next month, I'm going to add on the layer of keeping track of my nutrition, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. I think that makes things much, much easier and less stressful to just focus on one thing at a time. But yeah, if we th- if we tend to think of things as like just one giant idea, that's where we get overwhelmed and it just feels hard. And like we tend to give up more easily when things feel difficult or it feels like we're not making the progress that we want to. And I think consistency and self-discipline are also like two major factors in creating real change. And especially if you're working on something you want, if you're trying to create a change that you want to see in yourself or in the world, in your environment, in your workplace, self-discipline and being consistent with those like habits that you're trying to create is one of the key ways of being successful in creating change. And 
I think consistency is simultaneously easier and harder at the same time. It's easier in the sense that it can be just one small thing that you do every day, but harder because you have to remember to do it every day and put in the effort of doing it. And depending on how much effort that takes, it can be exhausting. It's it's a little bit tiring, mentally exhausting sometimes. And sometimes I think if we slip up, then we start to think, oh, well, I was lazy that day or I messed it up. I failed. I made a mistake. Oh, no. And that attitude, I don't know where it comes from, where a lot of us have this like almost instinct to judge ourselves when there's when we fail or make a mistake or like slip up and we think, oh, well, I was just being lazy. I guess I can't really change Ugh. versus being like, okay, well, I didn't do it that day. I, I messed it up, but okay, maybe I just needed a break. Maybe I needed a, a day to let my mind rest and and not do it and utilize that as a learning experience or just Utilize it almost in, from a different viewpoint, right? Using it as a rest day for your brain, you know, the same way that it's recommended to take rest days when you are doing like an exercise regimen, right? Maybe you work out four times a week, but in between those four days that you work out, you have to take a rest day and let your muscles recover. I think our brain needs that. And I think it needs it a lot more than we allow ourselves these days. (laughs) So I think that's also one way we could kind of approach that idea of, oh, I slipped up. Maybe rather than considering it as like messing up or making a mistake, it could just be like, oh, well, I, I guess I needed just to like give my mind a break that day, but tomorrow I'm gonna go back on it and I'm gonna hold myself accountable. I think just, yeah, changing our attitude. I think we talked about last time to is a is a big big factor. And that actually reminds me of a a story. I forget most of the details, but one of my previous yoga teachers used to talk a lot about what he referred to as the choice muscle and exercising our choice muscle. And there's tons of books, tons of podcasts and other resources out there now on self-improvement and how to create healthy habits. Uh, so I'm going to kind of skip past that part for the moment. That's one of the best ways to create change, right? Is by creating new habits to replace the old ones. But that does take effort, right? And there's no easy workaround for putting in the work, putting in effort. Like we have to do that. There's no easy way out. One way or another, sooner or later, we all have to put in the work. And it doesn't have to be like, a horrible experience, but effort is required. So I'm saying, but anyway, this whole choice muscle idea was that every time we're faced with an opportunity to either keep putting effort into, or keep making that choice to take the action that's going to lead us where we want to go or to make that change. In other words, we have to actively think about it. We have to actively choose. Okay. I'm going to eat salad for dinner today. That's really where my mind's at today is about like health, I guess. (laughs) But every time we, we choose to go for that walk three times a week, right? Every time we choose it, the muscle of choosing in our mind, right? Gets stronger. 
And every chat time we choose something that's leading us maybe away from where we want to go, that muscle kind of gets weaker a little bit. So anyway, my point with that is that the, the choice muscle is something we have to work out and exercise. So every time we have an opportunity to use it, to make a choice towards where we want to go, that's going to help that decision-making become easier. Because the more we make a choice towards what we want, towards the change that we want, uh, the easier it becomes to make those choices in the future. It sounds kind of funny, but truly, like if you practice every day choosing what it is you want, the next day it becomes a little bit easier and kind of so on and so forth. But I think it's also important to remember, though, that growth is not always, is seldom, I should say, seldom linear, maybe even never linear, but it kind of, you know, goes up and down. So maybe the first three days making that choice is really hard. Maybe the fourth day it's really easy and you feel like, yeah, I'm doing a great job. And then the fifth day, I did it again. Going up feels even easier. And then the sixth day, you feel like you're back at day one. But then you know, maybe three days after that becomes that much easier all over again. It's just sort of this windy graph of growth. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. That was kind of a a long way to say that. But I like the idea of a choice muscle because the more we can do things, make the choices we want to make, the easier we make our lives for ourselves and the better we start to feel about ourselves. Whew. Okay, got really excited about that for a moment. The other piece of this I was thinking about was how great it would be if we could all have an accountability partner, just someone to check in with us once a day, like, oh, did you said you were going to do this thing. Have you done it yet? And if we have, great. But if we haven't, this person, you know, maybe texts us, maybe that's what we agreed upon and we get reminded, oh, I did say I was going to do that. I better do it. I think that can be really helpful because, you know, we're all human. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we do kind of feel a little lazy. We get distracted. We get a lot on our plate, whatever it may be. Having someone there to remind you or to help you can be really, really helpful. The tricky part about that, though, is when our accountability partner is like a family member or a romantic partner or a friend, we kind of tend to let each other slip up a little bit more easily or enable each other a little bit more rather than having someone who's sort of a neutral third party might be a little bit more strict in holding you accountable, right? So like a therapist, for example, would be a great example of that if you have your therapist remind you. I don't know if that they could do that every day unless that was part of your program or what have you, but the idea is still there. Having a a third party just really like be a little bit more strict with like, okay, you said you you wanted this, right? Well, let's do it. Where's your action? (laughs) I am researching that a little bit more, so I'll be back with more on that too. But I think that if we could all have like a third party accountability partner we would all get a lot more done than we normally do. And I think the other things that kind of hold us back sometimes, like we've talked about before, is that we get too comfortable. Change feels hard because, you know, we're we're living pretty comfortably the way we are and it 
putting in all that work to reach a, just a different type of comfort, like starts to seem like, oh, I don't know if it'll really be worth it. Or maybe we don't make as much progress as quickly as we thought we would. And it starts to become demotivating. And we'd rather just be comfortable than have to like work really hard to make slow progress. Like that can be very frustrating. Definitely been there. So I think we need to kind of have a a way to get ourselves out of that mode of, of being like addicted to comfort or having that thought of like, oh, well, why should I even put in that much effort if it's just going to be such a slow process? I might as well just stay the same. Hopefully we don't think that way too much. But I think, again, it comes back to like that mental exhaustion. So maybe in that case, when we start to feel a little bit frustrated, we have someone to talk to or we like schedule a whether it's a mental health day or just like a a day off from the habit making, which is, I think, actually counterintuitive or counterproductive in some ways. But sometimes your brain really does need a break to like reset and you can like jump back in the next day. But I think sometimes giving ourselves that mental break can actually be very motivating because sometimes we're just so tired, we can't see the picture clearly. And if we have a day or even like 10 hours, say, right, to just not think about it at all, we start to gain a clearer perspective. We can kind of zoom out and and just see it, that we actually have made a lot more progress than we thought we did, or it's not as much work as we thought it was. We were just tired and therefore it felt like more work. And then a couple other things I just wanted to give a little honorable mention is I think finding what motivates us and then asking what is my real motivation? And then if I answered myself, uh, oh, I want to feel healthier. And then if I asked myself, okay, well, what is my motivation for feeling healthier? Maybe then my motivation for that, I would answer maybe I want to be able to spend more time with my friends and feel good rather than feeling tired all the time or whatever the case may be. And then maybe I would go one layer deeper still and say, okay, well, what is my motivation for wanting to spend more time with my friends and feel good about it? For that, I, maybe I would even say like, I just want to have more energy. I want to feel like healthy and alive and like do more with my life. And then maybe that's where I land. Maybe that's the most motivating factor that encompasses all those things, the sort of like umbrella of uh, motivation. I think also just in the, in a world where we have instant gratification at our fingertips all the time. That just makes changing things in, in the physical world, at least, that much harder because most things don't give you instant gratification. Most change and the most rewarding things in life usually require like the slow work and you have to wait a little bit more. You have to experience that delayed gratification. That, I think, is another big one. And that's requires mainly like a shifting our mindset. And I think another big one is just responsibility. It would be great if we didn't have to have a ton of responsibilities in our lives and we could just relax. But I think having some sense of responsibility actually is what gives us the feeling of having a, a purpose and a feeling of accomplishment um, when we actually uphold those responsibilities. But I think we get a little overwhelmed by them sometimes. And that's, that's no fun. And that makes things feel a little challenging too. So uh, again, I think that goes back to like 
breaking things down into smaller pieces to make it feel a little easier. And I think the other really big things are make sure you surround yourself with people that are on board with you, who support you, who are on the same wavelength, you know, who have just who are like uplifting. That's going to make things a lot easier. Having an environment, like what what does your environment look like? Your work environment, your home environment. Do you have like a bunch of clutter everywhere? Uh, do you have motivational posters all over your wall? Uh, and does that make you feel motivated or does that make you feel stressed? Because I know for some people, they like when they see them all the time, they start to feel actually more anxious because they're like, oh my God, I know I should be doing something, but I just, it's too much. I get that. <laughs> um, and sometimes they're genuinely motivating, but you know, everyone's on their own journey. So my point there is just make sure that your environment reflects and supports you in your decisions to change whatever it is you're changing. I think having a guide or someone who can kind of guide you to where you want to go can be really helpful. Not overthinking things can also be really helpful. And again, I think having an accountability partner would be really helpful in that respect too. Yeah, being just careful not to to judge ourselves or others too much and being really clear on on what it is we want. So I know if there's a very specific way of setting goals and I I believe they're called smart goals. Uh, I forget who originally came up with this, but the idea is to have your your goals be specific, S, M, measurable, A, achievable, R, relevant, and T, time-bound. So you really like have five qualities that your goals need to adhere to, basically. Very specific, like what, how, by when, is it achievable? Is it relevant to what I want? How am I going to measure it? I found that approach to be really, really effective. And then I think also just the idea of affirmations. I know some people have a lot of resistance to those, or maybe they're talked about a little too much sometimes, but they really are a great way of replacing those like doubts and fears and like the voices in our head that get kind of like skeptical or anxious. Even if you just do it for like one minute every day, if you just keep a journal or maybe you talk to yourself in the mirror in the bathroom and just pick one affirmation and just say it over and over or write it over and over, it really does help counteract all those like negative emotions and thoughts that kind of like become parasites in our mind. So I would say even if you have resistance to doing affirmations or that seems kind of like out there, try it anyway. It's really like one of the most helpful things you can do. And I think just keeping it, keeping it simple. And yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty much everything I wanted to cover. But as a total aside, mainly I'm just talking about changing yourself and your own environment uh, or changes you face personally. This is not really in regards to trying to change anyone else. It's not It's not our job to change other people. If they ask for advice, great. If not, we're just going to let everyone live their own life. So yeah, that is our show for today, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't yet. And we will catch you again next time. Be sure to check out 
our links on Instagram and YouTube below. On Instagram, it's just comfortable change. And on TikTok, it's comfortable change the podcast. So that is all for now. Thank you guys so much. And we'll catch you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Comfortable Change, the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm always looking for feedback, so if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear about, you can reach me at Comfortable Change on Instagram. See you next time.